Most Irish people still aspire to it. I'm married. Uh, married. I'm kind of stuck, really. Many lawyers still recommend it. Especially young women get married because your protections in the law are much more stalwart than if you were not married. But the state of matrimony is not an easy one. We are currently doing up our house. That's probably where most of our disagreements, shall we say, come from. She's seriously untidy. I'm not. I'm the opposite. And rates of divorce are going determinedly up business is too good really. Most of us who are practicing in this area now, we literally cannot keep up with the demand. However, not everyone who gets a divorce is happy with their decision and global research shows regret in about a third of those who go through with a divorce. The actual rigmarole and emotions of divorce can be more of a marathon and people don't really realize the impact it's going to have, especially if they have children. So, as divorce becomes more prevalent in Ireland... I'm married to a guy who is divorced. Uh, my brother is divorced. How can we avoid post-marriage remorse? And is there ever such a thing as a good divorce? I married somebody I'd been with for a decade and a half, got married and five months later we were divorcing. Sinead, not her real name, is a mother of two based in Tipperary. I mean, it was just, it was a turbulent, rocky roller coaster of a relationship. I met my ex-husband a few months after I lost my mother and to say internal relationships straight after a loss like that is a mistake is an understatement. Hindsight and all that is wonderful. By June 2017 and at her wits end, Sinead sought help from an unusual source. Well, I reached out, I sent I sent a question, believe it or not, to, um, you know, dear Deirdre, who's on this morning, runs the sun column for years and everyone kind of last year, Deirdre, or whatever. But I sent her an email back in June of 2017 and I detailed kind of the previous week and the week previous to that and how hard things had been. After a few months' consideration, Sinead initiated a separation from her husband. I thought the day I left was the day I could take a deep breath and it was over. And it actually wasn't. It carried on. We separated in the November of 2017 and we weren't divorced until November of 2022. So it took four years, four and a bit years. By no means the norm in Ireland. Divorce is nonetheless becoming more frequent. Well, unfortunately, there's been an over 30% to 40% jump in divorce rates in Ireland since uh, the onset of COVID. Mel Murphy is a Dublin-based relationship and divorce coach. A divorce coach basically takes the emotional side of divorce. So we work really closely with family lawyers so they can do the business of divorce. But we will listen to the person's story and then we help them to reorganize and and have a strategy for their divorce and to understand where they want to go afterwards. The host of today's Divorce in Ireland conference, Mel also trains other divorce coaches who she hopes will help keep up with the growing demand for such services. Mel estimates the rate of divorce in Ireland now hovers at between 15 and 20 percent. Traditionally, Ireland has been one of the countries with the lowest divorce rates around the world because of the Catholic background. But now it's starting to get accepted a bit more. There's also the fear around what's happening around the world, which climate change and the wars. And a lot of people are starting to think, you know, you only live once. That whole YOLO piece is coming out. And I have a lot of older people, you know, what you call grey divorce, who didn't think they were allowed to divorce in the past who are actually coming to me and going, actually, now I just really can't stay in this marriage anymore. It's also the big area of the impact of menopause. So as women um, go through their perimenopause and menopause, their estrogen levels drop, 
which means that whole kind of caring, kind of looking after other people as a priority changes, and they start thinking about, okay, what's in it for me? About 60% of divorces are instigated by women, especially between the ages of 45 and 55, and they start rethinking their lives and what they really want. I'm seeing a lot of people who are coming in where women are having affairs, not the men usually after the second or third child and after they've lost a couple of stone. But anyway, uh, that is happening more frequently. Anne O'Neill is Ireland's top divorce lawyer. A lot of it is that they just don't like each other anymore. They've just forgotten how to have fun together. That's primarily. But I would also have to mention that dreaded factor that very frequently occurs occurs in Irish um, marriages, and that's drink. Drink is an absolute curse in relation to Irish marriages. I have had a lot of cases in the past two years where alcoholism is involved. I have had a number of cases where people are not necessarily alcoholics, but when they drink, they become unreasonable people and then there's violence and all the rest of it. None of the marital situations described would give me any regret to leave. So then why are a third of divorcees remorseful of their decision? So in all our years of working with families, what we see is people may strongly regret that they had to have a divorce, that their life circumstances took them to that point. Karen Kiernan is the CEO of One Family, an organisation that supports one-parent families in Ireland. It's not the divorce per se, it's how difficult it was and the fact that there's always less money if a family separates. People could spend 50, 60, 70,000 or more on a divorce. That's per party and that's where things are contested. There may be nowhere to live. We're in a housing crisis and a cost of living crisis. Children can be very upset um, or they might take the side of one party in a divorce. And then we have a whole raft of structural problems that people who are parenting on their own experience. So society is set up for two income families in one home. Childcare is really expensive, accommodation is really expensive. It's really hard to cope financially and emotionally on your own. So even if someone is feeling confident and is feeling like I made the right decision, it was hard, but we've moved on, they're still going to have a whole raft of practical problems in trying to parent on their own or parent post-divorce or share parenting. It's really difficult to do it. Divorce coach Mel says that many of her clients are surprised by the toll a divorce can take on their friends and social life. They all say the same, that they stop getting invited to dinner parties because women would be concerned that a single woman invited to a dinner party could be a threat. Maybe men might get invited more often or they feel, oh, everyone else is a couple. They're not going to be a couple. What are we going to do with them? It's almost like the couples feel that that's something they could catch and it could, it could affect their relationship. Helen Vaughan is a psychotherapist at Maynooth Counselling and she believes instigating parties may have regret when the grass turns out not to be so green on the other side. We all have maybe not the right attitude to relationships that they think we fall in love as we see in films and everything's rosy and great and lovely and if it's ever difficult that means the relationship is not right. When in fact love takes work, it should be a verb you know, that it's an action that we have to do and put time into and resources into all the time, all of us, to keep it going and keep it good and keep it workable for us. But I think it's become more transactional that we think, oh, this isn't working. I'll go find somebody else. What often happens with people in relationships is that there's work they need to do individually on themselves. And sometimes that comes up in the context of the relationship. And that person might blame the other person when, in fact, the issue could be with them. You know, so I think there's two issues there that people don't work in it, but also people think it may be over when, in fact, it isn't. Solicitor Anne says that in her experience, divorce regret can have a happy ending. 
Interestingly, um, tomorrow morning I'm going into court to strike out a set of proceedings because even though it was listed for hearing tomorrow, in the summer, the couple decided to reconcile. So it does happen. And one of my cases that was a relatively recent case, we had no issues, we resolved everything on consent, it was all done and dusted very swiftly. And then I think within about three to six months, they were back together. Someone with no divorce remorse, however, is Sinead. When I was getting married, I used to think divorce parties were the most vulgar thing that could ever happen. But you get there and you realise you have to celebrate some of these things. I think the only thing you can do is draw a line, pick yourself up and start again. You can't lament for the rest of your days. And um, I'd say we're living our absolute best today. You know, we've never lived as well. We've never been as content and as happy and as drama-free as we are today. So I'm heading away again this January as a divorce party. (laughs) So I'm I'm still celebrating. (laughs) 